Hi loves, welcome back. I'm so excited for today's guest. We have been trying to make this happen for quite some time, but real mom life, our schedules and everything uh, have been crazy. She is pregnant with number two. I, as you guys know, have my you know little baby and then my toddler. So it has been all the things trying to get her on, but she's an amazing woman and mama. I have Laura Barons, who is the creator of Love and Fit, which is a fitness clothing company that I just absolutely love. It's super supportive for, you know, pregnancy as well as into postpartum. I wore it with Amelia and now I'm continuing to wear it with Arlie. And she just continues to like really show that you don't have to compromise fashion or function with Love and Fit. And she provides both. And it's all about, you know, innovative sizing, inclusive activewear, and feeling empowered, feeling strong, feeling fit. And she's also a fitness trainer. And like I said, Laura Barron's, you know, she started her brand out of necessity when after giving birth to her first daughter. Now she's pregnant with her second. And, you know, she struggled to find affordable, comfortable, and reliable sports bras that not only supported her during her active workouts, but allowed her to feed her newborn on demand which we all know, any of us nursing moms know, the struggle is real with that. So she, you know, conceptualized this line along postpartum fitness apparel as well. And the brand is now a full-fledged activewear brand for women in all stages of life. So there's nursing and pumping sports bras that bring that like undeniable comfort and convenience, nurse your little ones or pump as needed without, you know, having to really worry and you can do it before or during or even after your workouts. She has a high support collection of bras. It's adjustable straps, but it can also be converted. You know, she just has so many different innovative things that she thought about when it comes to the details of her line. And as well as the tops, she also has stay put workout leggings, which I personally love. I've been living in. They're so comfortable and they're like non-slip. You can, you know, even me who's someone not like a major workout person who just does little workouts and just wants to take walks and everything. They just sit perfectly on me. They feel so comfortable, especially now three months postpartum. And they're super cute and they just like, you know, they're comfortable. They secure right at the hips. There's no sagging, no slipping, no awkward shifting. And let's be real. Like we all know all about that. So, you know, this mama really thought about her line, her creation, and, you know, why she wanted it when after, you know, having her daughter and finding her own struggles. So I told her, I want her to have her on today because I love love and fit so much. And I love her story as a mompreneur and how she has stayed fit through pregnancy and postpartum. And now again, round two, she's doing the same. And so I want her to come on and share her journey. So Laura Barron's welcome to my show. Hello. So happy Hi. to be here today. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Topping out at three. I know you're like uh, <laughs> getting up there. That bump is getting big. Yes. I'm 36 weeks this. Wow. Uh, so you're so, so close. So close, yet so far away. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Those last weeks, like, it's like, you're just like, please, I don't even want to know how many weeks I am. Because it's like, I feel like once you hit, like, thir at least for me, like, 34, everyone's like, oh, yeah, when is she, when, when are they coming? When are they coming? When's it coming? And you're like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm just getting to the home stretch. And, like, it could be another four or five weeks. So, please leave me alone. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. It's those last, like, like last five to six weeks. They just are like years. Like, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> right. Totally. Exactly. So, you know, I wanted to have you on because first off, we connected when I was pregnant with Amelia and you provided me amazing support, you know, with 
my pregnancy to be comfortable. And then once I had her with nursing, being able to nurse her in your bras was just amazing. And since then, you have evolved the Love and Fit brand into so much more with the incredible leggings that I'm now wearing with Arnley and just all the things you're doing and really taking care of mothers at all stages and not just one stage, which I think is amazing. So I want you to just tell a little bit more about yourself, Laura, and like how you kind of got into this space, you know, as creating this line and the story with your daughter. And, you know, I'll give you some uh, questions from there. Yeah, sure. So my, my daughter Kaya is four and a half and I was probably three months postpartum with her when I really came up with the idea of a nursing sports bra. And, you know, I had been doing fitness competitions before that and gotten into fitness training. Um, maybe about three years before that, I was really into fitness. Before that, I was, I was in actually the music industry. And then I fell into business development and sales and was working in like higher end corporate jobs. And so I was still working for a higher end corporate job and um, was on maternity leave. And I was trying to work out um, in my living room. And you know how it is when you're working out and you're nursing, like you're like, okay, I'm going to set the baby down. And I have 45 minutes while the baby <laughs> sleeps. <laughs> and then literally like 15 minutes later, the baby wakes up, she's hungry. And you're like, oh, you know, and I found myself doing that so much and trying to pull up like this tight, sweaty sports bra. And I, and one day I just go, there's gotta be like a supportive moisture wicking nursing sports bra out there. I searched the market. There was a couple out there. I ordered them and all of them were not supportive enough or they, the fabric wasn't great. It wasn't moisture wicking. And I just thought to myself, this is crazy that there's nothing out there. And again, I had I had no fashion industry experience. It was all music industry or business development kind of sales experience. And I just said to myself, I think I'm going to try to create one. And a year later, <laughs> after going through multiple samples, designs, um, choosing different fabrics, figuring it out, designing it, I launched uh, the company on Kickstarter with just one nursing sports bra and one pair of leggings. And, uh, and, and we did great on Kickstarter. And I was like, okay, great. Now I'm going to move into launching it really online. Um, and then the perfect, the timing was kind of perfect because I got laid off from my uh, business development and sales job. So I thought, okay, this is my time to really see if I can do this, move forward with it. And, you know, fast forward now, we're coming up on our three-year anniversary, uh, September 19th. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Congrats. So cool. Uh, so, um, you know, the nursing sports bar was really the, the starting point of it. But the leggings, um, I, I always go, gosh, I always had, my leggings were always falling down when I was trying to do like burpees or jumping jacks and especially when I was pregnant. And so that's when I created the leggings that you were just talking about, um, the Guardian leggings, where we have our signature silicone grips inside of them. So they don't fall on your waist or pull down. And then we have the pockets, of course, just all the things that I was like, this is what I needed when I was pregnant or postpartum. I'm sure there's many women out there that wanted this too. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, so cool. yeah, yeah, that's really where, where the, where the idea came from. And then, you know, the launch of the company started with. Yeah. And when you first started it, like, obviously, like you said, for you, it was kind of just like out of necessity and like, how could this not be there? And there's not this support and I need this. Like, could you have imagined now being almost three years like later that like you would be where you're at with love and fit and be adding so many more details of like your bras and now the leggings that just started from one simple like I need this honestly 
I don't, I didn't know where it was going to go. I just knew that I had to do it. I come from a, um, my, I always wanted to run my own business and kind of be my own boss. I just didn't know what it was going to be. Uh, so I just knew I needed to do it. And everyone's kind of like, well, what was your like big business plan? And I was like, um, well, I don't really have one. <laughs> like, you know, now I do. Now I've like, obviously we have goals and projections and all that type of thing. But yeah, I really didn't know what it was. I didn't know if people would buy it. I didn't know if they, if there was other moms out there like me that wanted this. So I didn't really know I'd be where we are today. And, you know, now today we have a nursing hoodie, we have nursing t-shirts, nursing tank tops. Tomorrow we launch, launch our guardian, uh, high-waisted shorts. So we're going to have products. So cool. And then we have the nursing and pumping sports bra where you can nurse and pump in it. So, um, really I just started developing all of these other products that I know that I wanted when I was pumping and nursing or in postpartum and, and um, started keep, I just kept thinking about what else did I want? What else did I need? Um, or I'd order something and go, gosh, I wish it, I wish these shorts had this, or I wish this bra did this. And so that kind of helped me in my designing phases of all the other products. That's so cool. I love that you also like just ordered different things that you were like, well, I want to try this, you know, that, like let's see if it works for me and then you were like oh well I like it but it doesn't have this or I like it but it doesn't actually do this with the moisture for me working out and you're like okay how do I make it better like that's yeah. a pretty smart business you know way of doing things but I but I'm sure for you in your mind it was probably just like oh but this is just what I need you weren't necessarily thinking business at that time no not in the beginning no not, not really at all. <laughs> I mean, I was working at a, at a job that I, that I really liked. Um, and so that's why I was saying the timing kind of was worked out because I got laid off and I was like, well, I've been working on this project on the side. I might as well see where it goes. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's so true. So when you got laid off, like, was that your first thought was like, okay, I'm going to go forward with what I've been working on. Or was it like, it took you some time to realize you were going to create love and fit. And by the way, how did you decide on the name of your company? So love and fit was actually the name of my like fitness training company before it became a clothing company. (laughs) So so probably maybe like two or three years before, um, I was pregnant with Kaya, I did fitness plans for people and macro calculation, like diet plans for people. And that company was called love and fit. Uh, and so I came up with the name of, oh gosh, I think at the time I was, (laughs) I was reading a, um, a book called Return to Love. I think it was by Marion Williamson. And it was all about just um, returning your thoughts in life to like love, like making sure everything you're, you're doing in your life from, you know, career to family and everything come from a place of love. And then at that time I was like super, super into fitness and I was doing fitness competitions. And I just thought to myself, well, what, what is this company, you know, what does it mean to me? It means, you know, that I'm coming from a place of love and I, you know, I want to, I want to stay fit and active. And so the words just kind of combined and I was like, love and fit. There it is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So you had before your clothing company and it was it when you were working, um, for the business company that you were doing the fitness training as well, or was that somewhere in between? No. So I, I just did that on the side. So most, most people that always want to start their own business, they stay at their corporate job <laughs> and then they start building their other business on the side. So I was working at my corporate job and for two, two to three years, I was um, running love and fit fitness company on the side. 
So, you know, and that was a lot of just virtual stuff that I would be writing out fitness plans, doing check-ins every week with my fitness clients. So I was kind of having, I, you know, I, I worked two jobs, basically. I had my corporate job and then I ran um, the fitness coaching on the side. Okay, very cool. So, okay, so and then the fitness coaching, and was the fitness coaching directed to like pregnancy or was it a combination? Like, did you have a vision with that when you were doing the fitness on the side? On, well, I wasn't, I had never been pregnant at that point. So it was definitely not directed toward pregnancy or moms because I wasn't even a mom yet. Okay. Um, so I was coaching just, you know, I mean, I did coach moms, but a lot of the people I coached were just, um, were a lot of people that didn't have kids yet um, or they were maybe older and their kids were, you know, way older and in college already. <laughs> so it definitely was not mom focused. Um, it only became mom focused after I became a mom and then, um, you know, kind of veered it into the clothing industry. Very cool. So fast forward, obviously now you are pregnant with your second and what are you having again? A girl, another girl. Yes, another girl. Okay. Like me. Yeah. So two girls. So congratulations again. Um, so exciting. So now that it's your second pregnancy and you, like you said, you've had a little bit of time apart from your first daughter to now, do you feel like you are, you know, like used to what you were experiencing with your first pregnancy? Do you feel like this pregnancy is you know, different as far as also even like in your own business? Is it helping you to even create and think of new products? Like, I'm just so curious what kind of inspiration and experience have you had so far with this second, you know, pregnancy with your daughter? Definitely. So this pregnancy in the beginning, it was the same. Um, now that I've gotten, um, further along, it's definitely changed. It's a lot different. Um, it's a lot harder for me now, um, and again, you know, we're talking about four and a half years age gap too. So I'm a little bit older now than I was when I was pregnant with Kaya. When I was pregnant with Kaya, I worked out five days a week, the whole time, weights, cardio. I think I deadlifted the day before I went into labor. Wow. <laughs> like I was doing deadlifts. Holy crap. So I was like wow. full on weightlifting and I felt fine. I felt fine. I, at that time I was 32 years old. So, and I was, I felt fine. I felt great. I, I lifted the whole way. This pregnancy, I'm now 36. This pregnancy, I around 27 weeks, I was like, oh my gosh, I am tired. <laughs> like I can't do this anymore. Um, so I'm still trying to fit in like little workouts here, but they're definitely I laid back on the weights, um, and I'm doing more like cardio or walking or water aerobics or Pilates type workouts. Um, and I've definitely just scaled back. Um, just listening to your body, and that's when that's what I'd coach anyone in, anyways is you really need to listen to your body and, you know, you know, push your, get, get yourself motivated when you can, but don't push yourself to, you know, an extreme that you would injure yourself. So I've really scaled back on, on the workouts. Um, and I think that also has to do with my age. Yes. But also I have a toddler and I run a business full time. So <laughs> yeah. before, you know, I, I didn't have a toddler and I, you know, didn't run a business full time. So also I think, um, you have to think about what's going on in your life at that moment too, and how you can kind of fit around all of that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So tell, tell us a little bit about that. How do you feel you, and I hate using the word balance because it just drives me insane personally. So yeah. you know, how do you find harmony? How do you find your flow? You know, the way you sync up when it comes to running your business and, you know, doing the, the actual fitness, you know, trainings with clients and 
running the household with your toddler and everything else? Like, how do you feel you approach it? Well, so I, 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 I don't do, I don't train clients anymore. So that's one thing I backed off of once love and fit really started getting going. Then I stopped doing any of the fitness coaching. So, um, that would have been way too much on my plate. (laughs) So now I just, my full-time job is running love Love and fit. Um, and typically Kaya was in preschool. So, um, but due to the pandemic, um, we pulled her out. So now it's kind of a balancing act, um, at home of, you know, who has conference calls, who doesn't. And we kind of rotate in the parenting, like everyone else is doing right now. Oh, like you hear my three month old gurgling in the background. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so right now I have to say, it's little, yeah. <laughs> right now I'd say it's a little hard, but when she was going to school during the day, it was fine. Cause it was just like, Hey, I went to, I worked out in the morning or I dropped her off at school. I worked out in the morning and then I'd work all day. And then we pick her up and that was it. You know, now it's like, okay, I have to do everything, you know, with a four and a half year old at home as well. So, um, yeah, there really isn't, um, you know, a full on balance. Um, I just, but I also like thrive, um, really well with multitasking. And I also really love, like, I work okay in chaos. I don't, I I know that sounds funny, but, um, when there's, when it's like chaotic and I have a whole bunch of stuff to get done and there's a kid, you know, four and a half year old, like climbing all over you, blah, blah, blah. Like I just power through and I just get it done. Like I just, you know, it might not be the best way to do it, but I, I work okay doing that. And obviously I take set times, you know, like at five o'clock I try to shut my computer. Okay. Now it's like dinner time, do this. And then I usually, after she goes to bed, I, I work more. So, you know, I definitely work a lot of hours when you run your own business. Cause you have to just kind of be on all the time. Um, but I do it in like little sections throughout the day. Okay. So, and, and when you say you do it in little sections, do you kind of like prioritize? And I'm sure obviously every day looks different as mine does too, but I'm always curious with other entrepreneurs as well. Like, do you have a certain way you lay things out? Is it, you know, different depending on the day? Like you just said, as far as the trainings, like you let go of that because you recognize that you need to put more time and energy into love and fit because they had taken off. So you chose to remove that. So I'm sure you've had to make many of those decisions as an entrepreneur of like what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even last, I think it was like maybe a year and a half ago, I was, um, I had my own podcast and I was doing some podcasting and I was doing some, um, other things around that. And, you know, I think the best thing to do when, when you're an entrepreneur is you have to try things out and you have to see like what's working, what's not. And then you have to let go of them (laughs) and not feel guilty about it. So obviously with the fitness coaching, I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is just like, and again, it wasn't a, t- a ton of time, but it was like another side of the business that, um, that was taking up time that honestly, at one point I wasn't as passionate about. So I let go of that because my passion really lied with love and fit with the clothing line. And my time was being taken, um, a lot of that with, with, you know, meetings and designing and manufacturing and customer service and shipping and all those types of things. Uh, so I let go of that. And then, uh, when I I actually did have my podcast, you know, that was great too. But then after a while I could just tell, like, I always say to people like check in, like, do you really like what you're doing? You know? And if you, and if you don't like what you're doing, then you need to like, let it go and just put more effort into the, into the project that you really love. Right. So such a good point. And was it hard for you to let go of fitness training because it was something you did love and you were doing? 
Well, the fitness training, not so much because I think I had lost my passion for it. I had been doing it for like eight years. Okay. Got it. You know, people still come to me and ask me questions like, oh, what do you suggest I should do for this workout? Or, you know, what should, what do you suggest I should do for macro counting? And I'll, and I, you know, I help them out if they're a family friend or whatever, but doing it for like a full-time job, I kind of was like, "Mm, I lost my passion for it a little bit. So then, you know, I, again, if you, when you have a passion that you really wake up in the morning and love doing, like, you're going to know. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I think a lot of people could, you know, resonate with that, but I think it's always good to share that because, you know, like you said, you know, things change and you grow out of things or you're, you lose passion or this and that. I mean, I can absolutely relate to that. Like I styled for, you know, over 10 plus years of celebrities and everything. And I still style, but my styling has transitioned and changed to more of everyday people and, you know, more of um, the corporate world or moms or business women or things of that nature. Um, and I still work with some celebrities, but it's not at the rate I was doing it before. And my passion has changed in that I still love being a part of, well, obviously not right now the pandemic, but amazing red carpet moment. But at the same time, I now find more of a joy in helping you know, a mom who's struggling on feeling confident in what they're wearing. So I love that you shared that because I think a lot of times people don't realize like as an entrepreneur, especially that sometimes you do have to create space and also let go of things that don't serve anymore or need to change or whatever it may be. And sometimes those are hard decisions, but it's a good tip to share because I know for me, even in, like before I was a mom, I overwhelmed my plate to no end and would, would like wonder why I would burn out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's, and also I think things change inside of your company too, you know? So, you know, love and fit started with just two products and now we have multiple products and, and pretty soon we're coming out with like a physical product. Like you just never know, like you just have to be open to the changes and then, you know, really zone in on, on being okay with letting go and then building new things. Right. I think that's, that's a great tip. So letting go and building new things. So you've been very focused on, you know, love and fit and obviously being a mom and agree a mom of two. How do you feel that that's going to, you know, work? And obviously you're, you'll know as you get there, but for you now, how are you approaching this becoming a mom of two and how are you going to do things maybe differently or, you know, uh, map things? Oh, I hear someone. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> was gurgling and then she decided that she was gonna roar (laughs) oh my gosh so cute uh okay so again this is gonna be uh, we have to we're still trying to figure out what's going to happen because you know if kaya is back in school it it definitely is easier because then i just have to be home with the newborn now (laughs) if kaya is not back in school i have to be home with you know working full time i work full time i usually work eight eight hours to ten hours a day um so right now, this is my plan. <laughs> since, um, since Chris is kind of home a little bit more um, for work, he's kind of been able to help out. So that's great. But my plan is to, to stay home and just try to work in between feeding sessions and naps. Um, I do have a team that I've built up, um, you know, the last year uh, that, that is definitely helping me like crazy. So Um, I would say, you know, it's always great to like, if you're thinking about having another baby to like start prepping and having to start building out your team. So I've definitely built out a team um, over the last year, year and a half um, that I feel comfortable and confident with that, you know, have taken on a lot of the other 
parts of the business. Um, but right now it's, I'm going to stay home with the newborn. If, if we can get Kaya back to school at some point, we will, which I think will help a lot. But otherwise it's going to be, you know, work an hour, feed the baby, do whatever I need. Okay, baby takes a nap, work another hour, you know, feed, and just kind of go from there and see how it goes. Again, I feel like it's hard for people to say, this is what I'm going to do. And then you have a baby and it's like, totally not what is happening. So my thought process is, okay, this is what I'm going to shoot for. and Let's see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said this one to shoot for and let's see what happens. I think that's a really good message for anyone listening. Because obviously, you know, motherhood, as we've all learned is, you know, surrender and letting go and going with the flow, even if it's hard to do. And the more you fight it, I think at least for me personally, the harder it is for me to handle things. Um, and so, you know, in that, in that respect, I think it's good that you say, you know, this is what I'm kind of thinking and how I'm preparing, but I know it may not be that way. And like, same for me, you know, and having Arlie, especially being pregnant during, you know, full blown quarantine, you know, in Los Angeles, and then, you know, having her during the pandemic and giving birth and all that, you know, I definitely had to like, let go of a lot of expectations I had and just kind of go with the flow more. And I have been doing it kind of during nap time. And like right now, as you hear Arlie, like she's with me and, you know, and you just kind of make it work the best you can. And I think that's a really um, great message to share as an entrepreneur sometimes you just make it work and it's not going to be that perfect picture that you imagine it to be. No, no. And I mean, I think part of it, the, the beauty in it is you kind of just figure out as you go, you know? So, you know, ask me when the baby's two or three months old, what our schedule is, and I'll probably have a better, better idea, you know, because I'll know like, does the baby, does this baby sleep well? Is the breastfeeding going okay? You know, uh, all of those things is Kaya back in school. But when you don't know those things, it's so hard to be like, Oh, this is going to be my schedule and I'm going to stick to it. And I just know that that's what happened with Kaya. I, I had a schedule and um, in the beginning and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so hard. Now I did get her on a schedule, but it took me, you know, three months, you know, to really get that schedule down. Yeah. Well, and again, thanks for sharing that. Cause I think a lot of times people just think like, Oh, they just got lucky. Like, you know, they're just making it work. You just shared that you, you know, took the time and were mindful of being like, okay, if I'm going to make this work, I'm going to create a schedule that works for me and my daughter so that during that time I can make things happen. Otherwise I won't get things done. I did the same thing with Amelia. It was like in the beginning, I just gave in because she was so little. And then as she kind of sleep trained, I then made like an actual schedule that I knew okay, during this time, I know I can get things done. And now with Arlie, it's like a shift again, because like Amelia is napping right now, but Arlie is obviously up and on me and, you know, fussy and everything. And it's just like, it is what it is. So, you yeah. know, it, like you said, you just kind of have to flow and, and see how things go and, and do your best with it. How do you feel like for you, Laura, do you like handle all that? Because I'm sure at times it gets like, you know, stressful, like anyone else. How do you personally like you handle that and also like allow yourself to have like you know self-care and like a check-in with yourself um you know it definitely is stressful I mean if anyone that runs a business knows that it's like one of the most stressful things you can do in life um because you are everyone you know what I mean you're accounting you are you know manufacturing your HR you're everything because you own the company um so it definitely is stressful and it took me I would say two years um, of running the company to let go of some of the things that were really stressing me out. Like, you know, if product came in and it wasn't to my liking, if shipping, you know, 
if if shipping lost packages oh my like i would freak out in the beginning like i was like oh my god like my business is gonna die like da, da, da. you know what i mean now i'm like okay cool it's a hiccup how do we how do we solve this okay we solved it okay let's move past it da, da, da. it honestly took trial and error to get past that and then when you're a mom and you're adding that to it um you know a lot of people talk about like mom guilt and about you know not spending enough time with their kids and that type of thing i had to get over that too because i know that i'm showing my daughter that like you you as a woman you can you know come up with an idea and start a company and you can build a company do i get to spend 24 7 with her and be you know focused with her all the time no i don't because i have to work and i have to you know i'm building the company but I, I do feel like there's part of me that she's seen like, oh, mom, wow, mom's really working. Mom's building this. And there's times where she's sad because she doesn't get to be with me all the time, you know? And so I just try to balance that part where I'm like, okay, you know, there's some days where I'm like, okay, I just got done with that email. Nothing else is urgent. I'm going to close my computer. And I'm like, okay, babe, let's go and play this game for 30 minutes. And she's like, okay, you know? So I yeah. try to fit those little things in there um, and balance it. And honestly, that takes a lot of stress away from me of feeling bad that I can't be there all the time, as well as um, if there's st stress that comes up in the company, um, you know, that honestly just took trial and error of just being like, okay, like this, the mistakes are going to happen. Things are going to happen. And the only thing you can do is try to solve it and just move forward. Right. Well, and, you know, with that, as far as like, you know, giving that time to your daughter, and I agree with that, like I try to do the same, like think about quality over quantity, if I can give her a little bit of time versus constant time throughout the day, but it's not really quality. And I'm on my phone, I'm checking this, I'm checking that. I try to be really present and, you know, give her that quality time. But like for yourself, how do you feel like you give back to yourself? Because it's great that you're making time for your daughter, but how do you feel like you give back to Laura? My workouts. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, number one. So uh, it was funny when I first started dating Chris, I said, there's like two things I really need in life. And he was like, what? I was like the gym or like my workouts and I need sleep. Like I don't work well off of uh, like low sleep. Like I need at least seven hours. You know, I just don't, that's just who I am yeah. and, and working out in the gym. So that's how I get back to me. So I usually do right now I'll go for a walk by myself. So I'll do a solo walk. I'll do my hypnobirthing meditation is what I'm doing when I'm walking. So I'll listen to that and I start kind of envisioning my birth. Uh, at night, I'll, I'll lay in bed and do my reading with like, you know, essential oil. Um, but I would say number one, how I get back to myself for sure is, um, you know, I'm not right now, but usually it's going to the gym and getting my workout. In. Right. Yeah. Getting your workouts done. Yeah. And it's like, whatever it is that you need, I think that's so important and, you know, that you, and, and that you also voice that and you share that like, Hey, this is what I need. And these are the things that are important to me and like my non-negotiables and we all have those and they all look different. So for you with like fitness, is it like a certain workout or is it just allowing yourself to be able to have that time? Or like, what does that look like for you? Typically it's a certain workout. So again, I, I can't, I can't speak for it right now just because I'm not doing it right now. Cause, <laughs> but usually I'm going in and I lift weights. So I usually lift weights for about 40 minutes and then I do about 20 to 30 minutes of cardio. So I'm usually there for about an hour, hour, 15 minutes. And that is me time. So that's time where I'm listening to my music. I'm listening to a podcast. 
I'm working out. I feel good. I'm getting movement in. I think movement is so huge for, for your body and for your mental state. Um, no matter what it is, if it's weightlifting or if it's yoga or whatever, but my typical workout is I lift weights and then I, um, add a little cardio each day as well into my weightlifting workout. Good for you. That's awesome. So for someone like myself, who is not someone who really, you know, I've never found, like just being real, I've never found real joy in working out. I totally get it with the mindset and all that. I definitely noticed the shift, but like for me, it's like, I do it because I know it's something that's, you know, healthy and something you should do, but it's something I just don't really make space for. I'm trying more and more to make space for it because I know it is so important, but it's just never been something that's brought me joy or made me like, oh, that's what I want to do when I have, you know, 30 minutes free or whatever it is. Like I go do something else or I'm like, you know, kind of a little bit of a workaholic and I go do more business. What would you say would be like good tips for someone listening and like myself to try to start that practice and to do like easy little things to kind of get yourself more in that zone? Well, one thing I I would ask someone right away, I was like, well, have you tried everything? Like, have you tried a Zumba class? Have you tried a Pilates class? Have you tried a yoga class? Have you tried a weightlifting class? Try all of these different styles of exercise or workouts. And which one did you actually walk out and go, that was fun. Okay. You know? Yeah. So when you, then once you try those, you kind of get, kind of understand like, who you are as a person and what you maybe like. So I, I know I like weightlifting cause I like more of aggressive workouts. Um, I've done yoga and I do Pilates here and there, but I just, I really like weightlifting, but I only know that cause I tried it, you know, one day I just decided to try to weightlift, you know? Um, so I would say you, you try those things and then yes, in the beginning, if you're not a workout person, it is going to be hard to be like, I'm going to do this for 20 minutes, you know, or 30 minutes. So what I tell everyone is just like set a time, like really low, like 15 minutes, 10 minutes even, and just say, okay, I'm going to do this Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And it's a non-negotiable. It's like a meeting I have with my boss. You cannot cancel it. You cannot bail on it. It is what you have to do. And you do it for two weeks for sure. Maybe three. After that, it, li- it literally becomes like a-, a habit. You'll start feeling the endorphins you'll start going, Oh, wow. I, you know, I like this as long as you're choosing something that you like. Um, it just, it, those, it's usually those first two to three weeks where it's really, really hard. And then afterwards it just becomes like a, a habit that flows and you just do it. I love that. Well, and so like you said that you've always like loved fitness. So were you just like from a young age, were you always into fitness? Well, you know, I would say it wasn't, I wasn't into weightlifting or anything. I was always into sports. So when I was a young age, I was in basketball, volleyball, and track. And then in college, I kind of, you know, I, again, I went into the music industry. I was a singer back then. So like music was everything to me. So I kind of worked out, kind of did it. And then I would say um, it was probably around 2008 or nine where I was like, I, there, I always, I always loved being muscles. Like I always loved, um, you know, being fit or trying to get a, (laughs) trying to get a six pack, but I never could get one. And so one day it was the craziest day. It was just at the gym. I think I'd gone through like a breakup or something. And I was like, I have never had a six pack and I work out and I just, I don't know how to get it. Like, I wonder what I need to do to try to get like a six pack and just have more muscles. Cause I was like in shape, but I didn't really have muscle. And so I walked up to this bodybuilder at the gym who was a trainer. And I said, um, I think I want to train with you for like, you know, 10 sessions or something. 
And I really want you to show me how to lift heavy and how to like eventually build out muscle and get a six pack. So I trained with him for like 10 sessions. And after I trained with him, I like fell in love with like heavy, like weightlifting. Wow. And I, I signed up for my first fitness competition, like two months later. So cool. Yeah. I mean, you have a whole, obviously like your whole backstory, you have so much more that obviously like all of us that you, that you did and who you are before you got to this, but that's really cool that you like signed up and did a competition after just doing that. And we're like, Hey, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. I just, I, I, you know, I don't know. It was just something I always wanted. I was like, I just want to do this, see if I can do it. I have to say it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. My first fitness competition. I was like, Oh my gosh, I did not know it was going to be this hard. It wasn't the workouts. It was the diet. I had never really modified my diet that much. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. Again, this was like, you know, 12 years ago. Um, now I know everything about, you know, diet and macronutrients and tracking your food and all that. But um, I didn't know anything. And that was so hard. I couldn't believe how hard it was to be that strict on your diet for three months leading up to a fitness, fitness competition. But I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Good for you. That's awesome. So, okay. You said it was like one of the hardest things you've ever done. So in comparison, I'm so curious from that to like having a daughter and like giving birth and being pregnant, like what, where does it like, you know, like where's the scale? Like what was, what was harder? Okay. So this is, it's so funny. Cause you said that, cause this is exactly what I say. So before I had Kaya, so I did an unmedicated birth. Um, I always would say people are like, what's the hardest thing you've ever done? I was like, Oh, I had to, it was that fitness competition, man that diet for three, like, I remember walking into Starbucks and seeing like bread or muffins and I'd like kind of start shaking. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I just, I can't like, I had such, you know, depleted carbs and fat and you know, you just, it's crazy. Cause if you don't have that in your body for so long, you kind of start to like freak out when you see different types of foods. It's really hard to explain unless you've ever gone through it, but it was so hard. Then I had an unmedicated um, birth with Kaya. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, this, uh, this is a way harder. <laughs> so, um, so by far now, now the hardest thing I've ever done was, uh, you know, natural childbirth or unmedicated. So, um, but I am planning to do unmedicated again with this one. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm prepping my mind a little bit more. Last time I felt like I prepped my body and I didn't really prep my mind as much. So this time I'm really trying to prep my mind a little bit better. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, I like totally understand that because I also had an unmedicated birth to start with Amelia and she just, you know, things didn't go <laughs> the way I thought they were going to. And, you know, everyone, most people know my story that after, you know, 30 hours unmedicated, I was transferred, but, um, it was just, it was the, one of the most intense experiences yeah. I've ever experienced. And, you know, with Arlie, I just, um, I wasn't ready to go there again, even though I kind of really like part of me really wanted to try, but I also had a C-section with Amelia and I was like, I really wanted my V back and thank God, I did get a v, my V back with Arlie, um, you know, in the hospital right. thing, which was amazing. But I think like how you were saying with your mind, I think I still prep my mind so much around with Arlie versus like not as much, even though I did the hypnobirthing with Amelia, maybe I didn't fully like comprehend what I was really studying and how this was going to play out because I felt so much more in control with Arlie, even though I released control in a way, I felt like I was more in control in the sense of my mind being like, okay, that's a contraction. Like I'm laboring her down. And I was way more like in sync with it and realizing like, that's what was 
happening and I was excited for more of it. And I feel like even though um, it was still, of course, intense, it was like beautifully intense in a different way. And so I give you so much credit for going for a second, uh, you know, unmedicated birth. Um, could you share just maybe like a couple quick few, you know, tips for anyone that may be listening that may want to do an unmedicated birth, what you feel is important and how you were able to achieve it? Um, yeah. So again, I'm kind of approaching it a little differently than I did, did with Kaya. With Kaya, I approached it as like a hard workout, um, which yeah, it got me through, but I think it could have been easier if I would have approached it more as in a letting go rather than like power through, you can do this kind of thing. <laughs> um, so with this one and my advice, you know, now would be, um, you know, two months out or just even if you, even if you just got pregnant or even if you're not pregnant, but pelvic floor exercises, um, for sure. So I definitely added those more in this pregnancy, um, as well as like pelvic stretching and hip stretching, um, adding those exercises in. So I do those like every other day. And then I'm reading a lot of, about, you know, more unmedicated birth and like the phases that your, you know, mental state will go through as well as like hypnobirthing, um, meditation apps and really getting your brain into a space of, uh, trying not to consider it as pain and cringing up and tensing up, but really trying to relax every single muscle in your body during those contractions, floating over the contractions rather than again, tensing up and, uh, you know, putting your mind somewhere else and visualizing yourself kind of somewhere else. I think I tried to do that the first time with Kaya, but I, again, it was my first time. I kind of was like, I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> and, um, I think it was harder for me uh, and, and I kind of went fast too. And so the doctor was like, you had really intense contractions because you, you know, you dilated from one centimeter to 10 centimeters within about six hours, like five, six hours. Uh, and so it was really intense and really hard. And I think my mental state was more focused on like, okay, you can do this just power through power through. Whereas I think if I would have relaxed a little bit more and released a little bit more and kind of floated through the contractions in my mind, uh, it would have maybe helped it go faster as well as then like the pain wouldn't be there. Cause when you clench up, it does actually make the pain more, more tense. Whereas if you relax, you kind of can get through it a little bit better. Yes. I think that's really good advice. I, I love that. Well, and so, you know, you're almost there in the home stretch and you said, obviously now, you know, you're not doing the exercises the same because you are at the end, but what would be you know, some advice for pregnant mamas that are not obviously at the end, obviously needing to rest more, but kind of, you know, just from your own personal opinion, um, some easier or smart workouts that they should be doing to keep their body in a good place during the pregnancy. Well, so number one, you never want to start anything new. So that's just like the number one rule. So if you were into yoga before pregnancy, then do it during preg pregnancy. If you were into weightlifting um, before pregnancy, then you can safely do it in pregnancy. So you don't want to start something new. Like I would, if I'd never done CrossFit, I'm not going to pick up CrossFit at three months pregnant. Like you just don't want to start something new that your body doesn't know how to deal with. Um, so I would say, um, so if you've done the exercises before, you know, keep doing them in your first and second trimester, um, just either slowing down the pace if you need to, or, um, lowering the weights. So that's what I would do. Like in the first trimester, I could honestly pretty much do whatever I was doing before. And then as I got bigger and in the second and third trimester, I would just start lowering the weights or lowering the reps. So, um, 
you know, obviously the advice now is because a lot of gyms are closed. So my advice is, you know, number one, walking, I think is such a great exercise for when you're pregnant. So um, I do a lot of walks outside. I just think mentally too, just to like get out of the house. Um, even if you have a kid, you can put a kid in the stroller so you can just have a little time to yourself. Um, and then doing th things without weights. So, you know, you can do squats, you can do lunges. There's a lot of exercises that I just looked up honestly on YouTube and I just do like a 20 minute YouTube workout in my living room. Um, there's a lot of prenatal Pilates workouts that, that you can just look up on YouTube again, all for free. Uh, and just do them. There's an app actually that I, <clears throat> that I downloaded that has a lot of workouts and they do have some prenatal workouts called fit on. I don't know if you've heard of that. Oh, cool. Um, I have on. Yeah. Okay. So I've been, I've just downloaded that app and I was like, okay, cool. They have prenatal workouts on there. Or I just do like a beginner level, um, or immediate level workout, whatever it is, could be yoga, Pilates or anything like that. But I just would say do an extension of what you were doing before. And if you weren't doing anything before, then I would just start doing, um, walking for sure. And any of any type of like light aerobic workout. So just like, you know, lunges, squats, no weights, um, water aerobics, since it's so hot, I'm, I'm in California, so it's really hot out here. Yeah, that's um, right, I am too, it's hot, yeah, I know. Yeah, so I've done some water aerobics classes, and they're fun, and like, I'm like, oh, I'm having fun, and I'm cooling off my back, this yeah. week, you know, that kind of thing, so, yeah. yeah. I love that, that's awesome, and I, I love that advice, because like, definitely for me, since I wasn't someone who was working out, you know, really much before, the walking definitely was really uh, helpful for me, and like, really, I think, a game changer also with our lease. So I think that's great advice that you give and everything. So Laura, I know we've, uh, we have to um, wrap things up here soon because we both have to get back to mom life and everything else. But um, is there anything else that you would want to share with us about, you know, love and fit or yourself as a mom and almost mom of two um, that you would want my audience to know? I would just say, you know, when it comes to being a mom, just always, I just hear so many people like, having hard times with all the kids at home and everything. And I would just say, give yourself grace that, you know, this, this is a hard time right now and in, in everyone's kind of life. So let's just take grace. And honestly, I would say I've looked at um, this, this moment as a positive because I've got to spend some more time with, with Kaya. So, you know, um, really taking a look at that. It's positive that you get to spend more time with your kids at home um, regarding love and fit, uh, yeah, we are a community of moms. We have a Facebook group. Our Instagram is love and fit shop. Um, would love, I love to hear feedback from anyone that has, um, purchased our items. Like, you know, I know Allie, you, you've given me feedback on the strappy back. Um, so I love getting DMS on what you guys like, what you don't like, and also what you want to see. So all the things I create are based off of things that, uh, our community wants and or things that I felt like I wanted, you know, during that uh, postpartum or pregnancy part of my life. Um, so yeah, definitely, you know, you guys would love to hear from you guys um, on, on the business side on, on love and fit. And um, yeah, and I would just say, you know, yeah, give yourself grace, keep yourself motivated, make sure you make time for you. I love that. That's such a great message. Well, Laura, thank you so much for being on and inspiring all of us mamas and, you know, just even entrepreneurs and everything you're doing and best of luck and all safe and healthy uh, wishes for your, you know, labor and delivery. And until next time, guys, cheers. Bye.